0: Week 8 is indeed over. Week 9 has started. Friday afternoon, November 6th, we're still waiting to, to know who our president is as a country. But we know who our commissioner is in the FAIL League, and that is Mr. Jonathan Warren. So shout out, Commissioner, for being a fearless Woo. leader. Um, we love you. That's eh, a stretch. We appreciate you. Brent, what's up?
1: <sighs> Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just uh, enjoying the nice weather that we've had over the last week. So it feels like it's a, a nice little warmth before before the cold hits. So just got to try and prepare for that.
0: Absolutely. I am going to go back to the election for a little bit. I'm putting the over under on when we actually know on Tuesday afternoon at 6 p.m. So that's what I'm doing. Interesting call. So if anyone wants to, wants to uh, I don't know if I'm a Kane's bet. Confident, but I feel pretty confident that we're not going to know till about Tuesday evening.
1: Officially. And I mean, you gotta you gotta know what you mean by no. I mean, obviously, like Mark said in the chat today, I don't think they can like make anything official until like December fourteenth or something like that. But I mean, they're going to call these states, and there's obviously going to be a recount, I believe, in Georgia. But it's not going to matter because he now pulled ahead by like fifteen thousand in Pennsylvania. Um, is that I'm not is? sure what that percentage is right off the top of my head, but I think in order for a recount, it has to be within 0.5%. So I highly doubt yep. that there's going to be a recount. And if he holds on to Pennsylvania, he didn't need Nevada or Arizona at that point. So it's, no. I mean, it's, it's pretty much over as long as, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania are all, are all good. So um, I think as, we'll uh, probably know over this weekend. I mean, some of the smaller, one of the, two smaller market ones actually said that they projected Biden to win Pennsylvania. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll find out over this weekend. It'll be before Tuesday. I can almost guarantee that.
0: As, uh, as Kenny, the jet Smith. So aptly put it, it's
1: over ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: uh, let's move on to what we, what we came here for fail league flex appeal league of empires. I always have to tell myself that and like, like spell it out. Um because I forget what it actually stands for half the time. So Flex Appeal League of Empires. Week eight recap, uh winning teams. Mark uh Mark won, Sam won, Eli, Josh, Matt, Jonathan, and Canute all won. Uh, little takeaways here. Mark um Jared Cook scored for the third straight week and Cam bounced back nicely with twenty plus points. So I think that's two straight weeks where I've had to eat officially pro on uh on some picks. Uh, So Mark's team looked decent. Sam cruised again with Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, I guess you're going to ride it until it doesn't work. So what else are you going to do? It was a boomer bust lineup that boomed this week. Keenan Allen played well. Devontae Adams obviously balled out. Stafford had a great day. Iuke and Rodgers both um, contributed as well. So Sam, if if that pair continues to play well, I don't really know who's going to be able to to put up with 160-plus points a week. Eli picked a good week to play a tanking team. Otherwise it would have been an L regardless. He still gets three victory points. So he, uh, he stays on that train uh, for Josh Taysom, The trick caught a TD. And so now I think both Kyler and Deshaun Watson are on the trade block. <laughs> uh, so hit up, hit up Josh for some, uh, for some trades for, uh, for his backup quarterbacks. Um, and I also want to officially apologize for doubting DK Metcalf. Uh, he is a absolute monster. <laughs> He's an absolute monster.
1: Matt nobody nobody that to... big or that tall should be able to run that fast.
0: No. Was that the week where he ch- he chased down Buda Baker, or was that the week? Pride? That was
1: last week, and then this week he had, like, that 46-yard touchdown where he ran all the way oh, across yeah. the field and just ran around people. It was absurd.
0: Yeah, that wasn't that was an insane play i remember i saw i think it was ben posted the tweet of the video Mm -hmm. um and that was a it just didn't even seem like he had even hit top gear yet oh there he is all of a sudden running from one sideline to the other sideline and just quick scoring a 46 yard touchdown so yet his his shuttle uh his shuttle cone drill at the combine was atrocious don't believe everything at the combine he doesn't have any, like, lateral agility, according to the combine metrics, but dude dude can play. Um, so, well done, Josh. Well done, Josh. Um, Matt didn't have a chance to lose to Ben, so he he trotted out his full lineup and scored 100-plus points. So, go, Matt. Um, Jonathan, all I have to say is let Russ cook. I mean, your rookies aren't going to get the job done, but Russ certainly will. Um, Knute wasn't pretty, but it got the job done thanks to uh, Herbert, uh, balling out and Jimmy G getting hurt slash benched. I think now he's officially hurt, but I think they were benching him because he was hurt. Something along those lines.
1: Twice now in three weeks, I think he was benched slash hurt. Not a good was look for angle? Jimmy G. Come get Kirk? Question mark. It's too late now.
0: Please, please, yeah, it is too late now. <laughs> we uh, Vikings are stuck with uh, stuck with the old captain <laughs> for the remainder of the season, at least.
1: So yeah, to go over the losing Brent, teams, wanna- I think we had uh, we had obviously Texas Dan, Peter, Chris, Brent, Ben, Jeremy, and Dan. Uh, obviously, two of the uh, two of those teams are not tanking, and Jeremy and Dan, uh, but the rest of us we could all see that coming,
0: and we like to see it. We love to see it, honestly. We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, give us a rundown of the victory point update um, going into week nine. Yeah,
1: so going into week nine, we have uh, Josh. Uh, At the top with 22 Mark uh, with 21 Eli, Jeremy, Canute, All with 18 Uh, Jeremy takes 4th Because he has 16 game points back And Knut is in 5th Because he is 60 points behind Jeremy Sam holds that last spot With 15 victory points But he really holds it because Of his pure points scored Um, Jonathan is next behind him um but him and dan are both sitting in that in no man's land right now um right now neither one of them would make the playoffs or the toilet bowl um which i think is is good to look at because you know for dan he's now four four victory points ahead of you so you're the next closest but jonathan is 51 points behind sam's team um, with how it's gonna look <laughs> uh, good luck Jonathan trying to catch him this week as Devonte Adams yeah. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers went off again um, Dan Krause.
0: But Devonte have what, were, what 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 did Devonte here I'll pull up Devonte had and
1: 35-ish and Aaron Rodgers had like 34 35 as well so I think he's almost got 70 points with um, them two. and then he had Tanyan in there who only scored like two so I think he's got 70 points just between those three guys. So, you know, unless, you know, Russ is going to do what he's going to do, but, you know, if the rest of that lineup, you know, if they can keep up with Sam, I don't I don't know if he will, being already 51 points behind. He obviously will not jump him this week unless something absolutely crazy happens, in my opinion. Um, Dan Krause, uh, maybe it's time to give up, bud. I mean, you're 157 points behind, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean... <laughs> the rest of the teams below you are all tanking already so I you're, you're kind of stuck unless your team starts scoring a ton of points um I want
0: see who i want to see who Dan plays for the rest of the uh for the rest of the season
1: while you look that up I'll I mean, go over the toilet bowl uh right now um you got peter in the in first in the toilet bowl with nine matt with eight uh texas dan was seven and then you have me with two ben with two and chris was zero so obviously ben holds the tiebreaker i guess you could say he holds the tiebreaker we're talking draft order um he has less points than i do so um yeah that's kind of how the toilet bowl is rounding out um who does dan krause play for the rest of the year
0: so Dan plays Eli this week, and Dan actually got off to a decent to a decent start against Eli. It still isn't looking, at least from sleeper's perspective, as a great shot at winning. But it's not. I mean, it's it's like uh, I mean he had he had McKinnon last night, who I think scored a garbage time touchdown, um,
1: and he probably had like I think around fifty fifty yards or something like that too.
0: Yep. Yeah. So and he had a, he had a he had a few catches as well, so was racking up some PPR there. But Dan plays Eli this week. Texas Dan next week, so that'll be a win. Plays Mark week eleven, Chris week twelve, which is a win, and then Sam to finish off final week of the season. So Dan only has two guaranteed four victory points right there with two versus Dan Texas Dan and two versus Chris. So that would put him at at the end of the year if he didn't, if he doesn't win this week, he doesn't beat um, Mark when he plays Mark, and he doesn't beat. Um, Sam the final week this season that would only put tech, or, uh, Dan Krause at 17 victory points and Knute, Jeremy Eli, Mark and Josh already have more than him mm-hmm. so it doesn't look great so I think I'd, I'd feel pretty confident in penciling Dan into the non-playoff, non-toilet bowl teams and I think it really is just a matter of between Jonathan and Sam mm-hmm. which of those two teams right. joins him
1: I'd agree with you on that.
0: I'm just that was my worst nightmare coming into this league, reading about the reading about the two teams that weren't gonna make it in either of the either of the, the quote unquote playoff brackets. I did not want to be one of those teams and I quickly saw myself heading towards it and tanked. Yeah, so I think like, you made nope, the right I'll, I think uh, you
1: made the right decision, honestly.
0: I'll try my chances in Cut the Cut your losses in the when
1: Bowl. you you know when you can and you yeah, didn't do Saquon the fire sale, know, you know, you kept gonna... your team intact, you know, so far to make for some the most deals, part.
0: got some, got some first for, got some first for 2021. So I have, I have my own, which I think will be, will be halfway decent. But well, like what so I'm we saying is you, I mean, you kept probably. Saquon,
1: you kept Kamara, you still have Baker, right. you still have
0: Tannehill. Right.
1: And Hawkinson.
0: Hawk, A-Rob. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling too bad. No. Um, But so that's the, that's the rundown of the, of the victory points going into week nine. Uh, we had some trades happen this week, which I, which I wasn't expecting. I mean, I wasn't involved in a ton of talks this week. Um, but, uh, but to, to, to dive into things, Texas, Dan and Josh, um, had a little rendezvous midweek. Dan got Alan Lazard. Josh is 2021 first and Josh is 2022 second and Josh got Julio Jones. So. Great move for Texas, Dan, a, a team that's tanking to get rid of a win now wide receiver who's not going to help him in the future. And Josh gets exactly what he need what he needs. He needs uh, another another because he has DK another true wide receiver one yeah. in uh, in prep for playoff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get I get why both teams made each trade. I think Julio went for a little bit less than his value, but it was hard to say. I mean, he's been a little injury prone with his legs the last couple years. Um, I think he's still obviously like a top 10, you know, maybe top five wide receiver if he's healthy. Um, and so Josh to make his playoff run this year, he's obviously going for gold. He sees the finish line. He's ahead of everyone. And He's been consistently getting three victory points, so he just wants to make sure that he's going to keep scoring more than everyone else. Um, Coming from Dan, I see it. You know, you you want to get younger. Julio Jones is older. You got younger by getting Lazard, who is he? He's not a top tier wide receiver right now, but with Aaron Rodgers, I think anybody can become a top tier wide receiver, honestly. Um, And then he got a twenty twenty one first. You never know who's going to be there. I think with this pick. is right where DK Metcalf got traded in our previous, or got drafted, excuse me, in our previous league by Mark. So, I mean, you just never know who's going to be there. Someone could be projected to be a bust. You're going to take a chance on them. You know, Josh's pick is obviously going to be later. So, you just never know who will be there.
0: And I actually want to talk about Julio Jones for a second. We've always, I think it's, it's, an unfair statement to say that Julio Jones has been injury-prone the last few seasons. 2019, 15 games, 15 games started. 2018, 16 games, 16 games started. 2017, 16 games, 16 games started. 2016, 14 and 14. 2015, 16 and 16. 2014, 15 and 15 the only year he didn't play close to a full season was 2013 his third year in the league right no
1: and and what i've been what i i guess what i meant by that was like he was kind of like tweaking things last year and i mean he started almost every single game i mean obviously he's a right he's like a tough guy but i mean like you get pulled midway through the game and you're not going to score many points but that's what that's more what i was getting at but yeah no i agree with you and
0: and that's a good point, though, because if you have if you have Julio, who throughout the season last year he had ninety nine catches, mm-hmm. fourteen hundred yards, six touchdowns, you'll take that as a season all day. But it's those games where I need Julio to play the full game, and all of a sudden he tweaks his hamstring in the third quarter, right. and that doesn't count as a as not playing the game. Right. It'll still count from a, like a I played this game perspective, but you're not playing the full game, getting your full amount of snaps, exactly. all of those things. So that's a good point. It's it's to see, okay, can Julio this year for Josh hold up weeks 14, weeks 15, weeks 16 if he makes it to the championship mm-hmm. and play those full games, get those 10 to 12 to 14 targets that you're hoping for when you trade your first and your second and a, and a wide receiver for him. So I like the deal for both. I do think, though, if, if Texas Dan would have held on to Julio into next offseason, he wouldn't have been able to get the, the value that he got for him this year because – Julio turns 32 before next year starts. Right. Um, and I don't know. Like, there's turmoil in Atlanta. Matt, we don't know if Matt Ryan's going to be back. They could be overhauling their team because they're not good. They could be going, hey, we have Calvin Ridley. We have Hayden Hurst. We're going to we're gonna rock with those guys, and, and we're going to – maybe they're going to trade Julio. Maybe they're going to – Could he be cut? Know who knows what's going to happen.
1: I don't know how much of his yeah, – con- and- I mean, I'm not going to look into how much of his contract is still guaranteed, but – could he be a cut candidate going into this year? If they're being like, "Hey, we got rid of our head coach," you know the connection between Matt Ryan and, Julio and GM was good. Yeah, we made it to the Super Bowl, but we couldn't full we couldn't pull through. And since then, they've been cheeks. Honestly,
0: <laughs> Yeah, They've been very, very subpar um, since then. So I like the I like the deal for Dan. I think Dan did a great job of trading him mid season to a team that a had the had the draft capital to trade to trade away right and b he traded him at peak value after he's he's established now this year that he's healthy yep right we can say okay Julio's healthy right now texas dan i think did a great job and josh got uh got another weapon to add to his arsenal yep so um great
1: trade by both
0: was there another was it yeah great trade by both was there another trade this week i i don't think so i thought there was maybe i'm Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um, anyway, if there is, we'll we'll chat about it. Uh, chat about it next week. Um, Brent, you have some matchups going into into week nine that you wanna that you want to talk about.
1: You know what? I do apologize. Uh, there was another trade, but it just happened today, so we might as well talk about it. Um, it looks like um, Eli traded um, his 2022 second and 2022 third. And in return from Dan Texas Dan, so he's making moves today, he got Drew Brees. Um, There we go. And, yes, there was another trade also, um, not a huge one. Jordan Wilkins got traded from Chris to Josh for a 21-third and a 21-fourth. So that's not a very big one, but he picks up a running back who could play, I think Jonathan Taylor might have gotten hurt, and it looks like he played well. So um, that Drew Brees one, though, is interesting because, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, he's old too. So getting a second and a third, you know, it is a quarterback-friendly league with that super flex spot. But if Drew Brees doesn't play next year, Dan wins that trade easily.
0: Yeah, I think from a value, but it it doesn't matter if Eli wins the championship and Drew Brees retires. Eli's fine with that.
1: Right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Then what would you give up a twenty twenty two, you know, so a second rounder next year and a third rounder next year, for sure. for eight hundred and fifty bucks? Sure.
0: Right. I think I'll, I think I'll take that. Right. But no, exactly. If if uh, and and I think all all indications, at least coming into this season, was that this Drew Brees signed at what was it was a two year extension, but in all likelihood, he's He's retiring after this year. They're the Saints. Uh, like, Saints are trying to win it, um, so they're going. They're going for it. Um,
1: they resigned. Taysom again, Hill. I think
0: they resigned. Taysom Hill. They have Jameis Winston as their as their. I think their true backup quarterback. Um, but uh, Jameis only signed a one year deal, so it'll be. I don't know what. I don't know what they're going to do. I'd be. I'd be curious if Jameis. Di- I'd be surprised if Jameis didn't resign with them again. But. But I think this shows that the contending teams are making moves to strengthen, strengthen their chances at winning a championship. Josh getting Julio, Eli trading for, uh, for Drew Brees, who I think a big thing is Drew Brees isn't going to score you the 30-plus point fantasy points a game, but he's not going to turn it over. Drew Brees is not going to throw picks. He's not going to throw for a ton of yards, but he's, that's, that, uh, that's not his game anymore. Um, he's gonna he's gonna check it down he's gonna have quite a few completions he's gonna throw for a couple touchdowns but he's not gonna give you the two interception games that that you don't wanna see when you have a when you have a uh a playoff run to to hopefully hopefully take you away so i think Eli gave up from a value perspective maybe a little bit much but for the likelihood of winning a championship i think that's a good risk to take you're not giving up a first you're not even giving up picks in the most recent in the like upcoming not draft, this year but it's yeah. a year. It's, a, it's not this year it's next year and i think that's fine and texas dan gets some more draft capital so texas dan in two trades has gotten two seconds in 2022 a third in 2022 and a first in 2021 so that uh Dan's got some Dan's got some moves he can make in the draft and potentially trading those picks as the draft comes up. So, and then I, I, there's not much to to talk about with the with Jordan Wilkins going to going to Josh. If Jonathan Taylor truly is hurt, which even if he's not hurt, he's not very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe it makes a big deal for Josh's roster, but Josh also has Aaron Jones, who has been hampered with a little bit of a calf injury. Yeah, he did play Thursday night, but there wasn't a ton of a ton of production from from Aaron Jones. He had five receptions, fifteen carries, so twenty touches. Maybe Wilkins is a is a potential replacement. Um, if Jones goes down or, or is is given a week to rest. If the Packers continue on their on their winning ways in the NFC North. So and Chris gets some Chris gets some draft picks. So yay for both. Brent, your week nine highlight matchups things to look forward to yeah
1: so first one i'll go over is Knut and josh um if everything holds i think josh will win this matchup very easily um Knute is coming off a rough week but uh still sneaking in a win so that was impressive he needed that against dan um josh is coming off his one of his worst weeks maybe but but Murray and Watson were both out, so going forward, he's got both of his quarterbacks. He's gonna be full full power, um, and he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna win this one, I believe, very easily. Um, next matchup is Mark and Sam. Um, Mark, I want to say I did have this all down before the game started last night. Um. I have Sam winning this week, all because of Rogers and Adams. Um, Mark, I know is dun-na, you're hoping to get dun-na. Christian McCaffrey back. <laughs> um, can he come back this week? Who knows? Uh, Mark has been winning without his major studs, but Sam has been the top scorer at least three, four times. Um, so who knows what you know what what they'll do this week. Um, Then we have Chris and Texas Dan. Um, With major toilet bowl implications, this game is... This is big time. Huge, huge, huge matchup. If Dan wins... um, Wins, I mean by actually winning the matchup, he will be tied with uh, Pete's victory points. Earth to Brent. um, And with Pete holding the tiebreaker... Um, At the number one seed He'll be at the number one seed Um, Dan will still Have more victory points than Matt So Matt will gain some ground In the draft order Um, If Chris wins However which I find Is going to be very likely This will make it very difficult For Pete or Matt to gain any ground In the draft other than in week 12 When Dan faces Ben So this matchup Should be pretty fun I have Dan winning. Um, well, according with his lineup, I think he had winning by like fifteen points. So we'll see if Dan can get that. Get his players uh, that are scheduled to score less points in there, and uh, should be a fun matchup. We'll see what both teams can do. Um, last matchup is Jonathan versus Peter. Uh, big game for Jonathan. He's obviously going to win, which is going to give him two victory points. Um, He needs his team to score a lot of points though to put some pressure on Canute and Eli because they're both at 18. So if he scores three victory points um, and either Dan or Canute loses or not Dan, sorry, Eli or Canute loses, he could be tied with one of them for 18 victory points. Um, Jonathan is still sitting in no man's land, so he needs some big wins to get out of there. Um, I have Jonathan winning this matchup by seventy points plus.
0: Damn, my team sucks.
1: <laughs> Purposefully though, um, I so for my results, I have Josh defeating Knut, which that'll give Josh at least twenty-four victory points. Knut will be at eighteen unless his team scores a ton of points. Um, Sam will defeat Mark. This will give Sam seventeen victory points. More importantly for him, though, he'll score a ton of points and he'll stay in that last point total playoff spot. So whether he wins and if he loses, he could still be there because of how many points he's scoring. Um, Dan will defeat Chris. Um, Dan will now have 9 victory points. Chris will still remain at 0 victory points. Jonathan will defeat Peter. This gives Jonathan 17, possibly 18 victory points. Um, so yeah, do you want to go over your, uh, matchups that you were doing?
0: I will. Uh, first one is you versus Ben. Are you going to sub out CD lamb and Sammy Watkins and DJ Dallas? Yes. So you're, so, okay. So this is going to be a lot closer than what sleeper is having it right now. Yeah. I plan on making some right moves. Now, I
1: just haven't made them yet. Kind of okay. waiting to see so when the, I mean, cause like it's, I'm going up against a tanker in Ben. So right. Kamish is way more strict on like players being out or inactive and stuff yeah. like that. So I usually wait until Sunday morning to kind of set my lineup.
0: Yeah, well and and this is a big time this is a big time big time matchup for the for the uh, toilet bowl standings. If you win, aka lose to Ben, you'll leapfrog or Ben will leapfrog you. In victory points Ben will then have four because he will have beaten Chris week one and will have beaten you week nine and then you with your own pick will have the best shot at like well you'll have pick two essentially mm-hmm. assuming Chris loses out the rest of the way right um so this is a big time matchup I think I mean but Ben's team has been so bad he's so good at scoring, scoring, scoring any points <laughs> he scored 64.9 points all year yeah that's crazy. So, I think I still give the edge to Ben. Um, next one is going to be Eli versus Dan. Um I don't know. I just it, Eli has too many players who at any given time can go off for points. You've seen Clyde Edwards-Lair do it. We've seen um we've seen Robbie Anderson do it. We've seen Josh Jacobs do it. Um if Daniel Jones cannot throw picks or fumble, which I don't think is actually possible, but if he could manage to be turnover free, um, I think that, that all but, that all but uh, salts it away for Eli. Um, despite the fact that Jarek McKinnon, like we said, had, uh, had a decent day. He had 12 carries, 52 yards, a touchdown, three receptions uh, as well in the, in the Niners' loss to the Packers yesterday. Um, I think Eli salts us away pretty good even though it's 125 uh, projection for Eli and 118 projection for Dan so it, it's close but I think I think Eli has a few too many players Calvin Ridley as well who can uh, who can control a game. I don't think James White is that running back for for New England who can <laughs> pop off for 20 plus at any given time. Great locker room guy need players like that in our teams um, just not on our starting lineups. Uh, and then finally Jeremy versus Matt. I mean this is a win for Jeremy. Even though Matt is right now starting like starters in his in his uh in his lineup. Um I st- I mean Jeremy has Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, Will Fuller who probably wished he got traded even though he's not even though he's not in uh um not in the wide receiver room with, uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sure, I'm sure Will Fuller wishes he was elsewhere um, other than Houston. I think Jeremy, Jeremy uh, takes this one. Jeremy goes to 7-2, and two, but more importantly, Jeremy gets most likely three victory points, keeps himself in that playoff race as well. Um, those are my matchups. And uh, to transition, because I mentioned Josh Jacobs, I'm going to go um, to my fire and poop emojis for week 9. Fire emoji, Josh Jacobs. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a nice day today, or a nice day this week. Um, He's scored his touchdowns in bunches. So, my pick is uh, despite the questionable tag um, going into their Sunday afternoon game against the Chargers, it's a division matchup. I think uh, Josh Jacobs plays, and I think he scores at least two touchdowns on Sunday. That's my fire emoji uh, prediction. My poop emoji, uh, like I mentioned, Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller's head was elsewhere uh, this week. I mean, even tweeting, I think, was it... Did Will Fuller tweet that he expected to get traded?
1: He tweeted out a GIF, like, waiting or whatever, because I think the Packers had inquired about him.
0: Yeah, so Will Fuller wishes he uh, was catching passes from Aaron Rodgers and had uh, Devontae Adams as his... uh, as a, a little decoy for Will rather than trying to be the wide receiver one in Houston. So I don't think Will Fuller has a great game this week. Those are my uh, fire and poop emojis for week nine.
1: Yeah. So for my, for my fire emoji this week, I'm actually going to go with Deshaun Watson. So, you know, you use Will Fuller as your poop emoji. I use I use Watson as my fire emoji. So um, obviously they're going up against Jacksonville this week. So just a couple weeks ago, week uh, in week, what was that? Four weeks ago? Yeah, they he put up almost thirty against Jacksonville. So um, I don't think he's going to slow down this week. Um, and in my opinion, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, maybe they're just going to tank. You know, they're kind of sucking this year. Uh, they can't afford to tank. Uh, Dolphins hold both their, their, their <laughs> first and second rounder this year. So um, what trade was that? That was the Laramie Tunzel trade. So they 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 oh. they got their left tackle of the future, and then made him the highest paid man ever. at left tackle um but then yeah they just have not gotten it going so he is my fire emoji can't tank there's no point yeah there's no point in tanking so i mean they have to try and jacksonville is tanking so they should win sean watson should probably run for 150 pass for 200 and oh my god (laughs) he's gonna go off let's just say that so um this week my poop emoji is Amari Cooper. Or should we That's say a good call. Amari Pooper.
0: Pooper.
1: Um they're facing the undefeated Steelers. Um and they are trouting out their it's either going to be their third, fourth, or fifth string quarterback. So he is going to absolutely stink this week. He is going to stink.
0: Big time at- big time L4 and I have two of the uh, Dallas quarterbacks I have probably their third and fourth stringer
1: and I have their fifth stringer
0: Ben DiNucci
1: DiNucci's not playing so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's between like Cooper Rush and this other guy and I got him
0: oh yep DiNucci's been benched <laughs> well I'll, uh, I'll have to update my lineup um, I actually want to go back. We do have some Week 8 MVPs and Least Valuable Players, LVPs. Um, I mean, our MVPs, Week 8, Russell Wilson. I think you could probably pretty much ink put that in ink for Week 9, Week 10, Week 11, and throughout the rest of the season. But then Justin Herbert. I mean, we all thought, at least I did, of the rookie quarterbacks to get Herbert was my last. Yeah. I did not want – I mean – Herbert was fine in like he was good in Oregon, but there wasn't the
1: a lot of mistakes. There wasn't
0: the uh Yeah, and a lot of a lot of at least it comparing to Tua and Joe Burrow, not like they don't compare. But I mean Herbert has uh has lit the world on fire there in, in Los Angeles. So that was our week eight M V P picks, Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah, so then for our LVPs, um, least valuable players, um, basically what we did is we took from from teams that needed players to score, um, and then they just didn't. So um, we have we picked about we picked out four. It was just a tough week for everyone, I think. Um, so on our list, in no particular order, really, we have Deonte Johnson. I think he scored like um 1.0 or something like that. Josh Allen where has where has he been the last few weeks? Started off sizzling hot and has just absolutely fallen off the face of the earth. And uh basically all of Jeremy's roster, I guess you could put on this LVP list this 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 week. Um he, he had a really good team should have won by by you know projections. Um but he just had a rough week so uh, Dallas Goddard stunk um and then you could honestly probably put him at number one was Jimmy it was Jimmy G he that's a tough loss yeah I mean one point from your starting quarterback I mean he's not starting on their team but he was in their in their super flex but I mean for a starting quarterback to only score one point. That's, that's tough. I don't know if Kirk has Kirk done that yet this year. I don't think so, but
0: I mean, it felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. Going. I mean, Josh Allen hasn't thrown a pat, a passing touchdown in two weeks. Yeah. And they played the jets. Yeah. Yikes. That's not great. Um, what next? Where are we where are we off? Um,
1: right now I think we are at our little segment keep
0: little segment we like to call Keep Trade Cut. I'll go through mine. Man, I'm keeping Travis Folcom. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but the dude is the wide receiver one in Philly. Let me tell you what.
1: Fugelham.
0: that's not how you how you actually say it, is it? I don't know. Man, but I mean he's put up. I what I I got him on waivers for like a couple dollars maybe. Yeah. Um, and I inserted him in my tanking starting lineup quickly to find out that he's too good to be on my tanking lineup, so I have to I have to bench him. Um, but he's my key player. I've gotten a couple offers for him or people who are interested um in, in going after him, but he's uh he's scored in four of the last five weeks and those are the only he's only played five weeks and he's scored four out of those five weeks, so I'm uh I'm keeping uh Travis Folgham. I am trading CD don't, Lamb. Don't say that. I think with I think with the uh with the carousel car- carousel at uh at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, I really do think that um I mean, C.D.'s a rookie. You're not actually going to trade him, Brent, but he could be a trade candidate for a team who, hey, I'm contending, but I'm also building for the future. I'll give you a first, maybe two firsts for, for C.D. Land. They like what they see. They think Dak's coming back. Otherwise, they're going to go sign or draft a quarterback. I think C.D. could be a good trade uh, candidate, potentially, if you want to get sneaky with it. Mostly. And then I'm cutting Jonathan Taylor. He's not good. He's not good. No, he, he – I mean, he's – is. Yards per carry are 2.2 behind the best offensive line in football. Wisconsin doesn't even have as good of an offensive line as... Like, Wisconsin is offensive line mecca in the Big Ten. Every good offensive lineman seems to go to Wisconsin or Iowa. Or Ohio State. Or Ohio State, but you have, like, 2,000-yard rushers every single year, basically, with Wisconsin. And Melvin's made a decent career out of it, but I... I'm always so underwhelmed with Wisconsin running backs and I've owned them multiple years in a row. And Jonathan Taylor looks talented. He's got the body. He's got the, uh, the combine metrics, but watching, watching him run is not super exciting. He actually can catch pretty well though. So I don't, I don't know if I, if I expected that there wasn't a ton of reports of him having great hands coming out of college, uh, there at Wisconsin, but, um, that's been a bit of a shock, surprise, but I I would cut Jonathan Taylor if I were Jonathan. <laughs> that sounds so stupid to say. Don't like not actually cutting him, but I've been pretty underwhelmed <laughs> with him uh, thus far this year. Right. Um, for me,
1: Russell Wilson, gotta keep him. Um, absolutely. Gosh, I just I I feel really bad for Mark. He should not have traded him for, um, I'm blanking, Chris Godwin. I'll look it up. He traded him for Chris Godwin. Or he was in that trade with oh. Chris Godwin. Um, That's right. I just, you know, and now he's got, he, I mean, he's got Cam. But still, it's just like, I don't know. And Godwin's been hurt this year, and he's in that wide receiver by committee in Tampa. <laughs> Um and so yeah, Seriously, I mean with
0: all those all those receivers. All
1: the receivers, Gronk, it's just everything. So um OJ Howard. Yeah, so for my trade right now, you know, especially being who owns him, Matt owns Tom Brady. He needs to trade him now. Give him to a team Matt. Give him to a team that's got a first rounder, second rounder, something. I mean, he's going off. He was obviously slow out of the gate, new new team, new offense, new teammates and there's no preseason so I mean there was I mean we knew there was going to be a rough patch in there but um, he's playing well. go ahead trade him now while his value is still there. Um, and then my cut is Des Bryant. We all got hyped when he signed a practice squad deal practice squad. let me say it again, <laughs> practice squad. It's not going to be anything. cut him. All right, cut him.
0: I, I okay. I scrolled back. I know we're we're, we're running low on time. We got to get out of here in a few minutes. But I I scrolled back to look at the trade that Jonathan made for uh, for Russell Wilson. So tell me how we feel about this. Jonathan gets Russell Wilson, Stephon Diggs, and a twenty twenty second from Mark. Mark. Gets Chris Godwin and Sam Darnold. Mark got wrecked. That's it. If Jonathan would have kept Stefan Diggs, whew, he'd have a team. But even still, he's got a second round pick and Russell Wilson. Yeah. For And Russell Wilson says he wants to play until he's 45.
1: Well, and he traded, but then he traded Diggs for a first rounder and Leonard Fournette.
0: Yeah, he uh, – he, yeah, that's – So in that man, trade, essentially, all, in, in okay, that trade, but.
1: he got Russell Wilson. He got a 2021 Dan Krause's first. And he got uh, Leonard Fournette for Russell Wilson.
0: Oof. Or for Chris Godwin. Yeah. For Chris Godwin, And
1: yeah, uh, Chris Sam,
0: Godwin. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Wow. Jonathan, we give you a lot of shit, but uh, that's a trade for the ages, I feel like. And I feel like we're going to be looking back on that for a long time. Mark sucks to be on the wrong side of history.
1: Still got a good squad, Mark.
0: You do have a good squad. You do have a good squad. Um, Now, uh, due to popular uh, requests, we have our midseason failies. Failies. Failies.
1: Better than the Dundies.
0: Better than the Dundies. Amen to that. Uh, my MVP thus far. I mean, Russell Wilson. Uh, there's really no competition. Rookie of the year. I could go Justin Herbert, uh, but I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Um, I think there was some there was some uh, frustration with not playing him weeks one, two, and three really um, uh, in Minnesota, but uh, and 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 from you. Know, i mean i 've never expected rookie receivers to really jump off as much as Justin Jefferson has I mean he especially he has in gone, Minnesota he is, especially in Minnesota he has gone zero to one hundred really really fast, and uh, um, I know you always hear the the oh we 're waiting for year three for the wide receiver to really to really come into their own to really find their 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 groove in the NFL as a as a receiver and a fantasy receiver, but Justin picked it up as soon as he got snaps um for Minnesota. So he's my rookie of the year pick. Comeback player of the year, Big Ben, leading the Steelers to a seven and record. They they beat the beat the Ravens last week. Big Ben has weapons. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju, James Connors uh stayed healthy. Um but that's not to take away from the numbers and the and the year that Big Ben has had thus far. They are beating um, teams
1: worse than Miles Garrett Beat Mason Rudolph with a helmet. I bet Mason Rudolph has to be so happy that Big Ben's back.
0: He's got to be. Gotta be. He's gotta be. Mason Rudolph doesn't actually want to play football no. ever again. he just wants to collect that check. Absolutely. I mean, that's me. I would love to have been a backup. To, to, I would have loved to have been talented enough to be a Sean Hill backup quarterback. Right. That would have been the best life I could ever have. Um, Big Ben coming off of an elbow injury nonetheless as an older quarterback. What is he, 38, 37? Yeah. Something like that. Um, coming back from a from a pretty serious elbow injury to put up the numbers that, that he's putting up, uh, got to give it to Big Ben. And my owner of the year, Dan Krause, locker room guy. Dan, never change. You're what keeps this uh, – you're what keeps this um, – this league interesting, and uh, now we'll pass it over to to Brent for his uh, for his failies midseason. Yeah,
1: midseason failies. I mean, obviously, I'm in agreement with you. MVP has to be Russell Wilson. Has to be Russell Wilson. Um, if if we're counting, I mean, I guess for me, I was taking players only from from non tanking teams, just because. I mean, if I could make the argument for Alvin Kamara, but he's on your team. Who your team is? doo-doo, so um, I I think that Russell Wilson's going to be my MVP, rookie of the year. You said you could pick Justin Herbert. I did pick Justin Herbert, and I was gonna. I also was thinking about Justin Jefferson. So it's funny that we had the the same two in the back of our heads for rookie of the year, um, comeback player of the year. I got Matthew Stafford, who only played eight games this year and is looking very good. Um, owner Last of the year. year. I'm going with Josh, who has Deshaun Watson, uh, Murray, Aaron Jones, and Metcalf. I don't know how we let him get all them people. but um, What a squad. He's got a squad. All
0: right. That's all we got. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. See you next
1: week, all.